I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good evening, everybody. This is a special Twilight edition of the What Do We Know podcast, episode 27, Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. I'm Dan Broskell, sitting not so close to my good friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Actually, I think we're a little bit closer than we were last time, just by like a, a foot. A couple centimeters. But I'm just going to lean back a little bit. Going to get the golf range finder out and see exactly how far it is. But I'm, fe- I'm happy to be with you again, Dave. Um, shout out again to Dave Landis for a really exceptional pod that we did with him about nine days ago. Still feeling really good about that one, Dave. Did you enjoy that one? It was good. It was um, it was deep. It was uh, great to have. There's a lot of things to reflect on. I think having us all, you, me, and Dave all together, um, was really nice. David, David, excuse me, Daniel, Daniel. Um, no, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It well, made, made me think a lot afterward. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about you know when the podcasts go up, Dave. I know that you don't always listen to them to sort of see how it goes and check yourself. I listened to that one a few times, and I just cringed when I, when he said, call me David, and I kind of reacted in this really, really weird way. I'm like, oh, so full respect to David Landis. Uh, I will call you David from here from here on forward. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> since that podcast, I mean, the, the, the darkness has descended a little bit deeper, but we will not get into that tonight, uh, Dave, you know, but I really do appreciate the really, you know, I would say just personal, intimate and uh, an honest conversation that we had about how we felt about things, which yeah, was really, got, really refreshing. We got a lot of nice feedback on that, and I think it's it's um, kind of solidified us as a you know we get we go into some, some good topics, and I I uh, think I would like to do it again with lots of our guests that we've had on before. We're always happy to have people on, and and he's one of them. He's a great guy. It's interesting how if you look back to some of our podcasts, they were on the tip of certain things, right? The sure. tip of COVID, sure. And now this, I mean, this has really become quite an issue. But we again, maybe another time. I mean, not, not to do the, the chart now, Dave, but like, what, are, what are, I mean, now that we're approaching our six month anniversary, by the way, which is a little bit ridiculous, or maybe it's seven months? No, six months. Like, what, what are, what are like, what are a couple of your favorite moments so far? I almost want to hoist you in a chair and, and dance around with you, but. Well, maybe about but 13 years in, I think. I need, what, I need what another do you set of moms. From, the, from episodes one through 26. Like, what, do you, what are some of your favorites? So my favorites? They all have a special moments in my heart. Um, Ah, I, I mean, the guests were have been great. Sure. I mean, I love, you know, I hope I don't leave anybody out, but Chris Shaw and Dave Venuti and Daisy, Girafalco, um, Landis, people that Zoomed in with us were great. Sure. We had some great with Wendy sure. Heiger-Bernays um, and, and Mark Bornstein and um, our friend from Israel. So Dave's listening. All the guests we've ever had trying to throw all the compliments all around. Yeah, all good. Totally fine. All good. And and Julie, I miss Julie. No, there's some great. I mean, there's some there's some great things that I haven't listened to again. Like some of these right. things that come out of both of our mouths, maybe mine more than yours. Just some good moments. You know? I, remember, I was, you know, I again like just cause I look at the old ones sometimes and I see the numbers and who's listening. And I, and I checked out the first episode the other day and I just, it's so funny to hear it and it's still it's still great. But like that was when we talked about you know, mixtapes and answering machines and, and Gen X. And I kind of called you out as a Gen Xer and said that I wasn't. And yeah. I, just, I really enjoy going down that road a couple of times, especially now that we're home. I'm just and Suzanne Kohler. Don't Stop call me it. Susan. Um, but I'm still waiting to hear back from Jen Monroe about uh, about oh, Queen, Queensryche and her husband's death metal stuff. So make sure that we check in with her about that. She just put a, a nice little pool in her backyard. Nice. Speaking of Well, I think she was choosing changes. tile when she was on with us, right? So I yeah. guess that's really come full circle. Now the image in my mind is the, the inevitable posting by the pool pic on your lawn, on your deck chair yeah. with your, you know, with your toenail showing against the water that's what's uh, in my image right a now very clear picture of mine dave which i yeah. do not I, I do you're not, not your toenails which um, i've seen to too se- close yeah, up segue into some of the some of the local stuff so i mean bill ricka is having high school graduation this week they're doing it in no thirds. way having a third of the kids come at three different times where's it going to be uh it's at the high school i think it's on the, tr- on the on really field, right so i saw Good some pictures them. yesterday and today. i think it's done now but i did so i did follow that bedford just Finally, officially announced that we'll be graduating on the turf also on July 19th. Yahoo's! Um, 
I have not yet seen, you know, capacity limits and how they're going to structure it and as far as it's going to be seated. But that'll be eight days after there's going to be Bedford Town meeting on the turf on a Saturday morning in July. So uh, with phase two, Dave, people are beginning to get together again in some of these kind of clusters. And I have definitely noticed, as maybe you have too, like the world is a little bit more full. There's more traffic, there's more people. Uh, feels like things are beginning to flow again. And, uh, and we are planning on reopening in Bedford on, on June 29th, which is also very exciting. Who's, so thing, who, things who's, are really coming who, along. Who is reopening? You're the uh, the Raj Bedford, Doors? Uh, Bedford Kids Club is going to be reopening on the 29th. Bradford uh, Kids Club. And it's funny because, I mean, as I indicated to you last time, I mean, some centers won't be able to afford to reopen with the new regulations because of the capacity limits, especially if they're private. You know, But given that we're part of the town, we have some of the infrastructure in place to support you know, reduced capacity and keeping people on staff. So we'll deal with you know the regulations, many of which have changed already since they were announced last week. So yep. now, for example, you might know we will no longer have to take temperature checks of kids when they come in, which would have been a huge challenge to sort of structure in physical space and gloves and face masks. But again, you know we're going to be limited to 10 kids per room as opposed to 26. So we're going to have to expand out in the building and, and, and use the field in different sort of you know quadrants and are you going to use kind of going to use more rooms or have less kids? We're going to use more rooms and we're going to have less kids. Yeah, actually both. <laughs> so So going back to what's what's the what's the Bedford High School plan on the turf? Like what's the so details? So I don't know. I haven't actually seen the official plan. No, they're they're out there today with people looking at staging and ch- I would assume it's going to be the kids sitting 6 feet apart and and in one section and you know parents probably limited to a certain number of guests per family seated a, a sort of in other places, but that's going to be again on the heels of town meeting which will be done in the same kind of fashion. So it's going to be a great experiment, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. So many questions. So yeah, I probably have none of the answers. As so usual. town meeting yeah. would is that is that basically a, a table of you or the, a table of the town meeting members on the turf? No members. Do. This is not a represent. It's an open town meeting. So everybody comes. That's what everybody I'm saying. Votes, so everybody. Right? So it's going to be a huge group of people. I and can't even picture on mass on the turf. I can't even turf. picture it. And again, the challenge is. I mean, if if you've been on turf. It heats up. So I challenge Daisy Girofalco right now to run through town meeting in a unicorn <laughs> she might. suit. She might. Uh, uh, shout out to the Bedford Unicorn who did come to my So sec- second parade. question, yeah. or actually not common, but in Maine right now, they're doing drive-in movie theater graduations. What do you mean? Like broadcasting the... So you go into a drive-in movie theater yeah. in, in your car, and I'm not sure all the details about how they're presenting up front, yeah. but... Um, I think I think you. It's all going to be broadcast. Again, the details are limited uh, that I know of, but they might broadcast it over the radio. And then when the person gets called up, they I don't know if they actually call them up and they walk across stage, or they broadcast them on the big on the big screen. So it's, so a, is that actually better? Um, great question. <laughs> Be- better than what? I don't know. I actually having just sat. I forget if we talked about this last time. I think we did. I mean, having just sat through a virtual graduation right. for Hannah from college, right. which I missed the in person. It was kind of nice to be, have a front row seat right. in an air conditioned house right. with um, you know, that was forty five minutes and only three speakers. I mean, there was some value to that. So I mean, again, I mean, is it better? As we've wondered a few times. Is it better what, to be? What do we in, actually have to gather together for? Is I mean, it better to be in in outside on my lawn or driveway, yeah. um, versus being in the in the pod? You know, doing this podcast, right? I mean, you make the best you you, you make the best of what you can, and is it better? It's again. I mean, I went to my sister's graduation from BU, which was just. Hey, let, let's go to Nickerson Field and sit out. I was at one of those. Right, sit out in the sun and get nothing out of it, and then go to another building and have like a five-second walk through the diploma. Like, was that exactly exactly in a Brandeis? Like, I remember the same thing. Like, thousands of people in the gym, and yep. then you went. I went upstairs and got my other yep. diploma from Professor Hindley, um, which was great. Shout but again, out to I mean, Professor it, that, That's a whole day's effort, which you know. If Agreed. It was condensed into like we're going to film you walking through and then put together a montage. I mean, I see why. Yeah. I see why that's maybe better. And again, like, it's kind of how I feel about going to a football game. I just want to say, if we were in the pod right now, would we see a bunny running across, across the not. lawn behind probably you? Probably not. <laughs> so, but no, but it's kind of like. So, um, my, I was at one of those graduations too on the BU Nickerson Field. You know, and how what a proud moment for our parents, right? To be there in the in the heat for the long, extended um, speeches. I in, in mine and my mom's memory of, of people leaving the field and coming back with McDonald's bags because the, the speeches were so long they were going out on the Calm Ave and getting food and coming back. You know, it, it yeah. was... Uh, I think there's an efficiency here that we might find with these sorts of 
rituals that they you know might feel better you know from the comfort of your home again as i just said it's like given the choice i would rather watch a football game on television yes than go to gillette like why spend all day yep it's the same idea I'd rather just be comfortable see the same thing get excited and not you know either freeze my butt off or spend twelve dollars for a beer and fifty dollars for parking and mm. an hour and a half on route one like that's not super awesome yeah but me. you want to you want a pre-game post-game what that yeah, fun so this right? is a real first world problem like let's just do everything exactly from, let's do everything from home <laughs> yeah no <laughs> almost I, everything from home no i know i agree i totally agree there are there are um, some benefits to this right it's 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 almost like talking about all the people who are not driving in every day on 93 north yeah. south to go to work in Boston, both, you know, both. and they can just now ways. sit at home and not do that. You know, there's there's some things coming out of this, right? Well, I was listening to a pod earlier this week about you know, was it our pod? It was not. Was it ours. one of our old pods? It was one that has probably a few million more listeners. Can we week. get some more listeners? Well, we should, but a few million at a time, I think. Right? Let's buy a couple of bots. Um, just about you <laughs> know when when you know with with all the jobs that have been shed, you know, what are those? Which of those losses are temporary? What's gonna What's gonna come back? what's going to be gone forever and people are going to find ways to you know automate more and go in less and the trickle the trickle down effects of what we're feeling we're going to sort of see it in two years three years ten years and the long-term effects of this realignment around what it means to be in places with people and again depending who you talk to dave and you can chime in on this who knows when that might be this week there was there was competing news stories last night about oh no one's getting corona from asymptomatic shedders and today someone's like just kidding 40% of the of the transmissions coming from asymptomatic shutters. So, no, I feel like still, Dave, tell me if I'm wrong, you were Dr. Hager Bernays, like, where are we with any of this understanding? Because given what we're planning for for the fall in schools, feels like we still don't know anything. Let's go back to the, the graduation. <laughs> okay, before I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I, um, you know, actually, I, I, it's a crazy time still, and we still don't know a lot, and I think... What we don't know, and Dr. Heiger Bernays, you know, is a champion in all of this. And, you know, some of us are just kind of, you know, following and learning as we go along with them as well. But, you know, people like in the public health sector, infectious disease um, specialists, I think that where this is, if your question was, are we safe yet? And the answer is no. You know, I think. Um, you, don't you feel like people are celebrating that we're over? 100%. Hundred percent. Is it not over? It's, it's not over, Dave. You know, right? I think I think there's I think there's two sides of there's many sides of me. Right, one side of, of me you? says and one side. <laughs> Just I, like COVID. I, I think many, <laughs> you per, mutating I have every many week? personalities. <laughs> no, I think part of me is like you know we're gonna be fine, and the other side of me is we have no idea, and that's the that's the problem with this. And to be honest, like I'm much more comfortable now, right, as a human. Like I'm, you know, I, I I'm much more comfortable sitting here with you, six feet apart, you know, talking where we weren't wouldn't be doing this um, three months ago, um, and. I think that people are feeling more comfortable as because because things are moving in a positive direction in terms of what we can and can't what we can do but I don't to be honest we just don't know if that's safe yet and and we're waiting for these spikes you know and we're seeing some of these spikes and that some of them are natural spikes and some of them are due to people being less cautious we just don't know I I I I'm really hoping I was listening to some various um you know, uh, videos and on, on the subject from, from various researchers, and, and there's still a lot of unknowns out there. We just we just don't know, and people are, are, are again feeling more comfortable, but it doesn't mean that we're in the clear at all. And the only way we're gonna know if we're in the clear is when no one's getting sick anymore from this, and the seasons change. You know, I, I forget if we talked about this last time, but I was remember we were talking about H1N1, right? Like like, like that hit in the summer, how many years ago, in in the flu was happening during the summer, and we had kids at camp, I remember, who were quarantined in sections of the camp behind fences until they were feeling better. And that was a summertime flu. How often, that's just not a common thing. So coronavirus, still still to be acknowledged what's going to happen. So I don't think we're in the clear yet. I think we're, we're in a better place we were three months ago. But yeah, and again, you you can read all the all the data from everywhere saying you know the Northeast corridor is trending down, but the rest of the country is starting to have an uptick. Like in Arizona, I see like ICUs are full, and what's that graph going to look like? And and will we see a spike? You know, in Israel they reopened schools, and all of a sudden there were 248 cases yesterday. So they're saying is this a spike? Is this a blip? Yep. 
and again, we, we're, we're behind some of those other test cases. Um, but again, I mean, we, I think my read on it is everyone feels like, okay, we're done. Let's go back and, and we'll see what the summer holds. And then again, and when we're talking about what they're saying about school for the, for the, for the, for the fall, which was all over the news this weekend. It's just going to be on. It's going to be an unbelievable challenge to try to do that with, as you saw, you know, ten kids in the classroom, maximum, and masks. And how, how do schools, I mean, the, the, schools can't go from class sizes of twenty-two to classes sizes of ten? I mean, the it's big the big right? challenge to me isn't right now. I mean, this is challenging to see where this is going to go. The big challenge is if and when this comes back next season because we're going to be in the midst of a flu season. There's going to be other viruses floating around. There's going to be other fevers, other symptoms in this thing if it comes back. And they, it, it's going to, it's, you know, it, they're saying it, it, probably, it probably was around early January, right? So it's going to come back. If it, it, we don't know if it's going to come back, but if it comes back, it's going to be a quagmire of um, stuff to sort through. And I think, you know, I, I just heard, I mean, there's so many different... Um, variations on the plans for schools and colleges that I'm hearing, you know, hybrid mod models and going back late. And I've actually heard two or three colleges talking about starting on time or early and then breaking after Thanksgiving or, yep. and then not going back, you know, to, to, as, as this hits and see what, to see what happens. There's a lot, you know, and then the, the, the talking about the schools and the masks and the ages and how that's going to work out and the, the the dispersion of students and it's a lot of stuff right and it's good to say you know it's only it's only early june so there is plenty of time to figure this out but the challenge with everyone's planning is that school budgets are, are done and as you probably saw on the globe a lot of districts are just hemorrhaging and laying off and struggling to meet an incredible shortfall in revenue because of the state aid that's going to come in less so what's uh, what's going on locally? So I mean, I mean, I would say I can't speak to Lexington, you know, but in Bedford we're having a, a big struggle about cuts, and again the town's cutting a couple million, we're cutting half of that, and you know I think in principle, you know, I and other members of the committee have agreed like we will bear the fifty percent, but like what does that look like, and who makes that decision? And it's a fascinating conversation because as you know, the way that the school budgets are voted for by by voters or town meeting or representative town meeting is that the, the amount is voted. Uh, from the town to give to the school department. So Lexington says, okay, we've seen a budget and we approve the raising of taxes and the, and the, and the funding of schools to the tune of, let's call it $65 million. That's the only control the town has over the budget is the number approved. Once that $65 million is sent over to the schools, the town has no say in it. Then the question becomes, okay, what is the purview of the school committee over that $65 million? Is it at the sole discretion of the superintendent to make decisions about hiring and firing and cuts, or is it actually in concert with the school committee? And, I, and as I said in our meeting last week, it's certainly within the purview of the school committee to have a lot of say in cuts. And that's a conversation right now. Like, who gets to say what program is more important, who prioritizes teacher positions versus professional development versus program administrators, how does that discussion happen in, in public, right? Because it has to be in public. And it's really interesting. And I would say of, of all my years of service, this is certainly the, one of the more challenging things that we've had to deal with. Because in 2008, when there was a recession, the school budget did not increase at all. In fact, I think it went down. We're looking at an increase still of about 0.4%, which is great. But prioritizing, like, what do we feel is most important is really the conversation. So in theory, you know, we could talk in the cloud about, you know, what's more important, like third grade foreign language or a third grade TA to keep to keep a special education, you know, assistant in the classroom for a third grade classroom. What's more important, a literacy program administrator or a couple of TAs giving special education services in the preschool? And those are just general non-specific examples. So that's what that's where we are right now. And we got to decide soon. And what I think nobody wants is, a, is just a fight about it at a town meeting in July when it's hot. I think we all want to make a decision that everyone feels good about uh, in concert with, you know, the finance committee and the finance director and the schools. But sometimes it's not going to be that easy. And uh, if you watch a meeting from last week, um, you might say, hey, there's actually a little bit of a, a couple fireworks here, which doesn't usually happen. I think I saw a chair being thrown. There were no chairs because we were all in our homes, <laughs> but we were actually hacked, which was really, unfo oh, really unfortunate and, and really disturbing. We'll segue so we into had to, that. We had to finish and, uh, up with the Zoom and then go to executive session pretty quickly. Who's in charge of those um, 
those Zoom meetings not that me. allowed not me. that infiltrator. Not me. My gosh. But it's funny to actually hear about something that happens somewhere else and then happens to you. You're like, oh, wow. You're like, wait a really minute. Awful. <laughs> that's very interesting. So who? So these are some big decisions. So, Huge. So, so and I'm not as well-versed in many things and not I'm not well-versed in town meeting and how that works, but do you who, – who debates these – TAs versus, you know, certain cuts, and do you then present that to the superintendent and there's a final decision? Who no, makes the final decision? That's a really, really good question. Again, I can't speak to what other towns do, you know, but it's, it's the our experience, and I think it's a fine tradition, is a superintendent in, in partnership with the finance director for the schools prepares the recommendation for the budget, which usually in a great year will consist of here's what it will cost to do the exactly the same thing with exactly the same staff next year, and here's what you want to add. So we've consistently added, you know, just not just a two and a half percent increase as allowed under Proposition two and a half, but also like expansion. So another million dollars a year to support expansion of special education programs, et cetera. Um, so usually what we talk about is like, you know, wh- what can we cut to keep the ads down, right? So what are the important ads that we're prioritizing? So would we rather have a new uh, a new counselor at the high school, or would we rather have uh, a new counselor at the at the elementary school. Like, what's more important? That's kind of values judgment, which is different than saying, "All right, we're actually going to cut things now from the budget." So, what do now? It's like, what do we what do we feel is critical? And there's a little bit of a tension between like, we certainly trust the administrators and leadership to tell us what they think that they should do and the schools need, but also our opinion is like, well, here's what we think, which might be different from them. And usually, we're pretty much in agreement, and I'm confident at the end we'll get to an agreement. But there's an exchange of ideas in those conversations, which is really robust, um, which I think concerned or interested citizens might find very interesting to say, like, you know, how do I feel? So I said last week, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I will not support the cutting of third grade foreign language. Like, I won't. And to me, like, I'd rather just say, you know, I'll I'll go over that cut by $50,000 or whatever to keep foreign language. I think it's an important value statement. Also, because as we're looking at a three year recession, probably if you cut it now, it's not going to come back next year. Because next year you're making more cuts. So what's really, really important? And I, and I said, like, my principles on the record, like, teachers are really, really important. Of course they are. That's the most important thing in the budget. And then, like, well, what's ne- what, then what, 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 com- what might come off first? Well, does that mean that, you know, professional development is less important? Sure. I'll get rid of professional development day to save a teacher's position any, any day of the week. Hmm. Um, and that's my opinion. But, you know, I can't speak for other members. And in the end, like, it is going to be a partnership in this decision. Um, but in the end, like we do have the authority to say, like we don't agree with this cut, and like don't do it, and that's by statute, which is really we 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 have never gotten there before. So if you say no, they can't do it. Or well, I think is I, it I, I they be? I, I don't. I'm not a lawyer, Dave, but mm-hmm. I I think we were told like you, the committee has the ability to say we don't approve with the cutting of this position. You got and some and power. In Brookline, as you may have seen in Brookline, like. Uh, somebody, whether it was the school committee or the superintendent, laid off a whole bunch of teachers. Yep. And then the committee said, well, actually, no, we're going to bring most of them back, you know, for a year. I'm not sure how that happened, but I think the huh. committee does have the, the, the authority to do so in some construct. It's not unlike when uh, when we first moved to Lexington, a bunch of seniors were cut from the uh, varsity so- high school soccer team. And then there was an uproar. That they were cut sure that over some sophomore and juniors, so they brought them back. Well, this is this is way too much in the weeds about the budget <laughs> for the school. Ah, no, this is thank good. You for asking. Thank like, you for asking. Oh, where was I? I was. Yeah, I, was. I will say, <laughs> I've never gotten as many emails as I've gotten this week. Really? From from parents and families. Are those saying, personal? Do you have a do you have a, like a, a town email? It's is both. It? I mean, some of them are sent to like the committee mail, or some are sent to me because people know me. Um, everyone's really interested, and I think what we don't want to do which happens on issues in town, as you've probably seen before. Like, we don't want to have a, a, an open, uh, you know, um, acrimonious debate at town meeting. We want to present, That's going to be like, great. We want to I wanna, like, can I come to that? Listen, every department in town and every committee says, like, here's the way to make this year happen. Um, and having, you know, the, you know the, the citizens and the taxpayers and the voters say, like, we trust you and we respect your opinions and... Um, because at an open town meeting, everyone can say what they want. So when you and what's the, what's the, the most that the you what's the most that you know of have attended an open town meeting like in terms of in Bedford, not that many. How I many? Mean, I think the big last biggest one was probably for the for the when they voted the turf field. Yeah, how many years? How many? Maybe it was eight hundred. Eight hundred came to the town meeting. Maybe it was eight hundred. Maybe, maybe it was five hundred. I don't know. But That's huge. Like, I think it was like two hundred fifty. I think I say fifty hundred. Um, How many I people? Me- I remember they packed the the packed the. So they're gonna the high school so they're gonna be on, they're gonna be in the um in the stands, 
they're not going to be 300 people six at a town meeting six on the turf. Pot, though. They're not going to be 600. I want to fly over in a hot air balloon. You should get a drone, Dave, and just like you know, drone, drone dive. The, I have like the this stuff. Rocket Man costume with sure. wings. I can just fly over the Boba field. Fett? Hovercraft. You and Boba Fett? Like, like from um, Gilligan's Island. Remember Gilligan's Island when he had that little rocket jet pack on his back? And I could just fly around with that uh, thing. Dimly, Gilligan. Dimly, dimly, dimly. That's way too much news about that's that. That's interesting. That, but again, I think every every town's grappling with how to make the budget work because you know towns are not uh, towns unlike the federal government, right? Are not allowed to have deficits. They must come out with a balanced budget. Hmm. So this must work in the end. It's creative um, economics. Well, it's it's like yeah. Well, I'm not an economist, so so, so you yeah. So your um your 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 blonde your blondness is fading. It's growing out as I can right. see from across the way. Just Speaking of guests, I just random. Our friend Anthony Davis, who's opening up, and oh, I said, "Anthony, it's almost time." He goes, "It's almost time." Yeah, I wish he would. Um, we did assure know. him that uh, we would be in for for, for a trim once he opened. Yeah, we should have him uh, back on the pod at another time, maybe after he's cut a few hairs and see how he's doing over there. I did see his haircut from yesterday on Instagram, so I think he's back in business. I know he has him. Yeah, he's 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 good. He's good with the gram. Um, anyway, but again, it, it is it's it's amazing because it is only June eighth. You know, the last day of school. School for us is, is you know end of next week. Summer's coming. There's rumors of summer baseball. Honestly, there's rumors I, of I've lots heard. of so baseball. So we're talking about um, you know various things opening up, mm-hmm. right? So I see you know red heats opened up, and you know outside seating and Lexington, some places opening up, and that's great. And we're gonna see how that happens. It's tough. To, it's tough to eat with a mask on. It's tough. To, um, I mean, you can't see a lot of people outside, Dave. Also, which but is a but so I heard the, I heard the hockey's opening up. You know, because there's this is what I heard. You know, because there's, um, you know, they're wearing face shields, and you know, for the kids at least, and in summer baseball maybe. It's it's interesting. Stuffs, you know, you, it stuffs opening up. You know, well, I got a call yesterday about like, hey, so uh, your boys want to play? Do you want to manage? I'm like, I'm always around. But like, are we? Is this really going to happen? Because what we saw last month, I'm like, oh, we might have baseball, but they can't sit together. And I'm like. Just imagine, like you know, your on deck person waits like on one end of the field, and everyone <laughs> like, sits in the woods on on like you know chairs a few feet apart. But I, for the sake of baseball, I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, and and parents can't be in, in on the uh, on the fence yelling stuff yeah, cause, because because yelling s- spreads more fomites, um, more droplets. What's that word? Fomite. Fomites. It's like a little you know, foam droplets from your That's mouth. A new word. But I, I I actually ate outside of the restaurant this weekend, Dave. Did you see this? Did I tell you about this? No. What what was this? No, I'm kidding. So on. You uh, didn't do takeout from um, Whole Foods and then eat outside in the crib, did you? Those tables are not open at Whole Foods, but I love sitting outside Whole Foods watching the world watching the world go by. But was it Sunday? Was it Saturday? I think Sunday we uh, we packed <laughs> let's up. Let's just call it somewhere uh, in the some, middle. One of the days that was a weekend. Every day feels like a weekend. Um, we drove up to, uh, to New Hampshire on Sunday. I saw that. Kearsarge, baby. Hike in Winslow Stamp Park at Matt Kearsarge. Brought the dog who was carried almost all the way, but did enjoy some of the rambles. Just so you know, there's many. You probably know this. There's, there's various Mount Kearsages, right? There's just not one. So I, this is the one that we know. Because I was looking to see, because I think there's one actually near Conway, too, I think. And I was seeing There's one in Massachusetts. You know, you were... Uh, well, I was the one in New Hampshire. I, I'm sure there are others. And you some of that. I like the picture of you way, way, way in the front with your poor family trying to keep up. And you had the canteen, and they had nothing. I had the canteen. <laughs> well, it was a beautiful day. Um, it was beautiful and cold at the top. There were a lot of dogs. And who carried the dog? There. I carried the dog up. Yep. Uh, Oren carried her most of the way down. But then we've done that hike a few times, and I feel like... I mean, as we've been hiking for a long time as a family, it just didn't feel like it was that far going up, which was great. It was a really manageable hike. And then I, I'd actually been planning to, I've been waiting and watching, you know, the website for our favorite, like, post-Mount Kearsarge restaurant, which is called the Flying Goose, uh, which is like a brew pub and, like, great place on the way over in, like, in New London, which is where Colby, Colby Sawyer is. And they're like, hey, we're open for outdoor seating beginning this week. I'm like, we're going this weekend. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, beautiful view of, of, you know, of the valley and the mountain from, from our tables. And um, it was just so good to, like, get out of town and do something. And um, wonderful hike. And, and the kids really enjoyed it. And uh, you, yeah. really, you really got out of town, though. You drove an hour and a half to hike. To hike, you know, yeah. about two hours and then eat. But it was a great day. And, um, you know. We hit the 250-mile mic for the hiking uh, today. We've slowed down a little bit because we've been doing a little bit more biking and running as opposed to hiking every day because hiking is just getting a little bit repetitive. But, um, you know, with the weather improving, outside time has really really been awesome for did us. You, did you plant the Brazi flag on top of Kissage? not plant the coat of arms of the Brazi. The coat of arms. What would be on that coat of arms? That's a really good question, actually. 
lay it on me. I don't have an answer for you. Ah. Like, do you have a favorite flag or, like, state flag or symbol, Dave, that you put on the Gellers, you know? Like, you give, like, a Torah no. you know, and a lobster from Maine, you know? And I don't know what you would do, but a Big. boat, a pontoon boat. <laughs> <I'm just> not, <laughs> you're, Geller code you're, you're, you're pushing me, me. You're defining me by my by a pontoon boat? Nah. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an enduring symbol of the Gellers. Just think about that for um, his enduring symbol. <laughs> if the thing starts up, thank goodness for our neighbor up in <laughs> uh, Maine, Scott, Scott Manasovich. Shout out Scott. Shout out Scott. Shout out yeah, Will. Me. I'm like, Scott, maybe it's your turn to try to turn the key. <laughs> You get the magic touch. <laughs> it's like pontoon boat roulette. It started, though. We were up this weekend. It started up. You know, We did not spend a lot of money on that boat, so it gets the job done. Yeah. But the job it, it has to get done is get us back to, to, to the mainland. <laughs> That's the only problem. We always make sure that we have someone on the mainland with a cell phone in case we need them to come out with a boat and tow us back. Is that true? No, but but it, <laughs> but it helps. It's not, I'm just kidding. Last year, I was, rem- like I was reminding Scott last year when we when we took the boat out of the water, he towed me the whole way on um, with his uh, motorboat to get to get to the. Uh, oh, that was towed, launch. not told. Told, could, not told. Like Jen told. So, so you're hiking. That's so, good. So great, great outdoor day in New Hampshire this weekend. It was great to be out of town and, and stretch our legs a little bit. That so you're gonna really go out to eat something around town? You're gonna go eat? Well. We've been doing. I mean, listen, for a while there, we are takeout like twice in eighty days. We're getting it about maybe once a week now. We're getting flatbread, we're getting Kens. You know, we're doing a few different things. But you know, I, I don't. It's gonna. It's hard to find a table for seven people outside. So we might continue to do takeout every now and again, just to you know not cook. Mm. Um, you you had a fire pit going. Last oh, but night. oh, but all we did a fire pit in the backyard, which has been great. The, you know, as you know, Dave, we we did. Um, we won a prize at the Maddie's Mission event on Leap Year Day, which was the catered dinner by your friend. No way. So she's going to be doing that for us pretty no soon. No way. Which is pretty That's uh, spectacular. I forget her name. What was her name? Do you remember her name? Oh, that was um, was that uh, Debbie Brosnan, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so she's Debbie great. Brosnan, shout out to to, uh, to amazing culinary artist herself. That's we'll be, great. There's a lot of stuff that people got at those at that night, which was an amazing night. Thinking back, it was just under the wire, right? When all this happened, it was two weeks. Before I mean, there's a lot of happened, sports right? tickets: Celtics tickets, the Red Sox tickets, Bruins marathon. Oh, that's actually great! Someone got a marathon number, yeah. and they can use that for next year. That's pretty cool. Um, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I wish they had run the marathon this year, and yeah. uh, I wish you had run the marathon this year. Okay, I'm, that, I'm that would be that. Would, no, that would be on your code. That would be on, on your um on your flag, like a, a little running, like a like a, a like little a, runner, a little runner. That's fair. That's okay. me though. It's not the family. Like it's not the Dan Broskel. It's the Broskel well, I've family. Well, I saw James run. running around, running around town. Right? He's running He's all around town. Fool. He's you guys are kind of like the Forrest Gump of hiking, though. You just guys keep hiking. You guys should hike across. Was Forrest Gump a hiker? I thought he just. No, ran he's a runner. That's which is you. But you should. Um, you guys should. You guys just keep hiking and hiking and hiking. Um, we're gonna, pa- we're ta- gonna pound the earth until you. You know, should take a year off and hike across the United States of America. Well, don't talk about my dream, which is doing a Noah Bernays, which is like let me just hike the Appalachian Trail, right? Noah Bernays. That'd be incredible. Well, he did the whole thing, though, didn't he? I thought he did the whole thing. I thought Wendy said he did the whole thing. I don't know if he did, but whatever he did was amazing. I just can't imagine like taking six months and be like, "Hey, I'll see you in six months, everyone." <laughs> I, mean, I really can't pull that no, off. Right you, now. Yeah, I don't think you could do that with a family of, of right uh, eighteen that you have. But, but this thing, like post college, like I'm just gonna go hike the Appalachian. Well, I, mean, I don't, know, I don't know if I could do that. Did you go right to med school after college? I'm not even sure. I did you take a year off. I you did. Do? Because did, you, do you like? Is that like? Do people sometimes take a break, or does everyone go right in? I'd say majority go right in. Okay. Some don't go right in because they want to um, maybe bulk up their credentials a little bit to get in some people say you know what i got another four years ahead of me plus minimum three years of internship and residency depending on what i go into specialty and i just gotta i gotta have a i gotta you know enjoy myself a little bit um i did not go in i I did go in right away because i was (laughs) i was afraid if i didn't go in, i would never go in i would say oh this is fun i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start again but I, i just i just hopped as i say i hopped on the treadmill of of um, med school, sure. I just I, you know went to Brandeis, kept on going through med school and. What did you do in between those two things? Like, what was that summer like? Were you were working at home or were you hanging out? Oh boy, I was working um, that, that summer. That was sheetrock and and. Uh, yeah, that's and, when I was helping at my dad's um, school. Yeah, that's when I was doing all that. I was helping help build. What a was st- it welding? What were we talking about? Yeah, well, it was a small piece of it. Yeah, well, I got yeah, the I got the, the, the metal in my boot. The metal in your boot. That's what it was. But I helped. No, I did all sheet rock, rock, and I and I helped um, build that 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 barn, which was amazing. Builder, that was yeah, fun. Man. Dug a lot of ditches. Got a lot of poison ivy. It was good. Good time. 
Not as good as the Sam as as the, as the Tombstone stuff I did. That's the Sam lasting. I don't know if I won't go too much into that, but that that was a good three years. And prior to that, three years before that was my was my um, being the custodian the at, at nursing homes and buffing floors. I'm running out of years for you, dude, because they were talking about 22, three years is 19. I started years, working. I started working. I started working in like an eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, like, me too. You know, like, I, I, I think I think my kids are still looking for jobs. <laughs> well, you know, the economy's not rough. Madison. I'm putting Madison. Put Madison to work. Oh man. So what else is going on in Bedford for you? What else is going on? Well, uh, as I told you, you know, you've been always telling me about Disney Plus. So we re- we renewed yes. renewed with Verizon, and we got Disney Plus for a year. So we were we've been doing a few things on Disney Plus, which no regrets here. Enjoying that. Um, HBO Max because we subscribed to HBO. Get nah. some more stuff there. What are you so, watching on that? I'm, I mean, the problem now, which is very you know, present to us, is like the more there is, like the more we can disagree about what to watch. So it's hard to find sort of shows of overlap. So I would say on my own, I'm watching, I'm still watching The Wire. I'm into season three of The Wire, which is tremendous. Um, I'm trolling through Luther, which is a British show that Idris Elba was in after The Wire, before he was a huge star, which is also really good, like a detective suspense series. So I'm in season two of that. And, you know, watching odd bits here and there. I'm watching that spencer confidential movie with mark Wahlberg, which is based on spencer for hire which is that show in the 80s about boston oh, yeah, if you yeah, remember yeah. that with yeah. the hawk right I'm oh like, yeah i think i've heard about these characters before so i googled it and i was right there's a show i don't know there's, there's a show with mark Wahlberg about spencer for hire you no know, it's a movie they made it's, it's who, a one-off movie which what got is, terrible reviews but I'm like this is fine it's about boston and it's funny and it's got a really like great character of like a trashy raunchy yeah, like but it's about Boston spencer for hire girl. so his name it's the same character but it's like a reboot or oh, like a oh, parallel oh, story oh. you know but it's the same two it's it, spencer and it's hawk but they have this whole other story going on is it like um i'm halfway through so don't ask me too many questions what's that what's that what's that movie with dan Aykroyd and um and uh oh my gosh as i'm killing the mood here dan Aykroyd and um oh, tom that. hanks when they're police officers, right? It's like a reboot, that kind of thing. You know, it's this really bad remake. Uh, I can't remember. Well, I will say the reviews weren't good, but I'm enjoying it. Have so you seen that? Fine. Speaking of Wahlberg, have you seen that movie where they, where, where it's him in that in that panda bear, whatever it is? Oh, that Ted. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you must love Ted. No, <laughs> oh, have you seen that? Yeah, I, saw, I had to shut it off. I'm like, I, saw, I, Ted was I, a, I felt so dirty watching it. Ted like, was an airplane movie for me, which is probably <laughs> fine. Did not see Ted too, but it's it's that's not G-rated. You got right? Tom Brady in there, right? I think you were in there. I saw Ted and I forgot about it, but like some people <laughs> think it's like on the mountain. I'm like, it's not that great. Sorry. It's on the mountain because it's so like, really? That's crazy. Well, you know, it, it, you know, the R-rated comedy genre, I get it, right? Like Hangover. It's funny, but like it's not appropriate, you know? <laughs> True. Speaking of, like I don't, we, I don't, don't want to go on the movie track too much, but you've seen Grown Ups, right? Grown ups. Oh yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a, was a wonderful movie. <laughs> wonderful is an overstatement. Because it brings me, it brings me back, you know, it brings me back to those times when, when just hanging out with your friends, everything's just funny, you know. When you're in college, right, and just sitting there, and people are just saying stuff. Even like us right now, right? We just maybe not right now, but we're just hanging out and just bantering around, and stuff's just funny. And it's just, I, what I like about that movie, it's simple, you know, and it just, it's just friends, you know. And it, it's like, it's like, it's like when I watch. Um, when I watch um, like Sixteen Candles or you know movies like that that bring you back to those, even even maybe um, even um, Days to Confused, if I may, you know, we brings you back to those simpler times, right? Which was how you grew up, you know. That it just oh, reminds you of those big wait big blowout parties. Wait or, a minute. Hold on. All okay, right. I'm going. I, all, I'm I, all over the map here. No, 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 no. I understand like what it means to have. Uh, hang of nostalgia for like the moment of like yeah. time stretches on and you're hanging out with your friends and you end up spending all night playing video games and it's just great like it yeah. feels like you go out, or you sit in in the boulevard at brandeis for like six hours having a sandwich just like holding exactly court, and time passes and like that's great like i remember when things lasted forever and now they don't but i mean what did Dazed and Confused represent for you? Like you, that was a movie that came out. <laughs> That's that movie, true. That movie came out. And you were that was painful. You no, were, it reminded me of how painful in, those times were. You were in were. med school, though. So you're watching that. That was '93. I probably didn't watch it though after med school, but it reminded me of how. Oh, so the feeling of those kids was what like you exactly. remember. Exactly. Okay, because that 
the angst, that, that, that the helped. the you worry, the worry if I was going to make it home from school sometimes, you know, or the you know, or, or what you might witness like in the parking lot of you know outside of high school, or just you know, just some of the wow, oh yeah. Because I oh, saw yeah. them, like I said, I can't believe that this happens in other places, Mister. I grew up in like Belmont, well, that's what that's what you know? not to go there, but that's what yeah. we, well, I was k- kind of going to touch upon really, really when we were talking with David Landis last week. Yeah. I mean, it's much different, of course, but you know, but but he actually, you know, just growing up in different places, I mean, sure. different times, and and I'm not saying I was on the mean streets, you know, but but those, I mean, that was the '70s, I man. That was some. Yeah. You know, I got some interesting stories. You know, of, of um, no, I mean, don't 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 undersell that. I mean, D- Dave Lance grew up in White Plains. I grew up in Belmont, right? Yeah. Those are like okay in the bubble affluent communities. You grew up in Lewiston, right? I mean, it's a little Auburn, 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 right? They, come on, the, the other side. Um, it's not the same thing, right? And we appreciate that. Right? I remember one time hanging out for the bus. This, you know, f- that was going to take us to ninth grade, Walton High School, which was in, in Walton. What about Little? Walton? So in oh, little started in tenth, right? Yeah, it, it, go. good job. So we would hang out at the. Um, it was it was an extension of University of Maine Orono in Auburn. Orono, and we'd hang out. Orono, we got to have Paul Kalina on. I said that the first time we talked about Orono. Yes, we got to get him on. Um, great pick of him recently on Facebook, but. Waiting for the bus outside this extension. Actually, it's right, right next to a um, very well-known, well-attended church in this big parking lot. And we were hanging out with three or four people Wait, for the, the bus. the bus stop was next to the well-attended church? Yeah, right in the middle. Okay. The not, bus we, were, not a, not we're a Monday just waiting. Dude. We're well just waiting. And, this, and <laughs> it was like a cut-through from the main street, Minot Avenue, to the street that went up to the high school. Minot? Like M-I-N-O-T? M-I-N-O-T. That's what my Mine house was it. on. Minot. Is it Minot. Is it Minot? <laughs> Pinot Noir, and I was we were I'm just sitting there, and, in the and this car comes flying through, like a little Dodge Ram Mustang something comes flying through the, uh, and it's coming right Ford, at Ford us. Ford like Mustang. three or four of us standing there, little ninth graders waiting for the bus, and everybody else jumped out of the, out of the way. I of course didn't, not because I was trying to be brave, because I was frozen. It was just frozen. This car was coming right at me, probably going a good forty miles an hour in a parking lot. And the car came right at me and swerved and just barely missed me. So you were playing chicken with the dog? No, game. I was chicken. I was frozen like a deer in the headlights. And the thing went around. The car went around. And it screeches to a halt. So it goes back and comes up to me. And in the car is is a guy. I won't say who his name was. I remember him. And oh, say his name. And um, <laughs> and older than me. I mean, Jen's brothers know who he was. Is <laughs> I've mentioned it to them before. Please, please protect me in retrospect. And passenger seat was another guy in the back with some girls. And he, and he rolled the window. And he and he pointed his big hand at me with this huge bulging forearm and said, "The next time you see me coming, you better get out of the way." And rolled the window and screeched off. And I, I think I had to go go and change my underwear. You know that this was that was just that was <laughs> the guy was ran me over. What? Okay, I said it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to react to this. Story. But that that was like Maine, and the and that was that was like '80s. That was like late early '80s, late '70s. That was early '80s, probably. You know. Well, if you were four, if you were a freshman, you were 14. Yeah. So it was like 1982. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't quite, you know. Yeah, I just saw stuff going on, and like you, you see these like. I mean, I mean, not for nothing. I I remember taking a class. I remember taking. Wait, was I a sophomore? And I was. I was a smart. I, mean, I was a smart kid, right? I took this class called the future. The future was with Mr. White, who was a football coach, and all like the football players took the class, and he's like, "What are you doing in this class?" <laughs> he said to my mom, "The cover is like, I don't know why your son's in this class." Wait, I was like writing, I was writing about like global warming is real, and these guys like talking about like Notre Dame and like Woburn football recruits, and kids are, like I mean no joke like doing acid in class and like showing me, and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm gonna not, I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you because you're scaring me a little bit. So that happens everywhere. But that's a crazy story about getting a showdown with he who must not be named, who's friends with the elder tolls. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> wow. no, I know, no, but it's, it's but it's interesting, you know. So we went from days confused to. Dave being assaulted and no, so that's no, so no, so no, but don't you see those movies and you're like, you know, grown ups because grown ups isn't about the time; it's about reliving the time, right? And I and it's and it'd be so cool. I think we had some amazing times in college with our friends, especially at Brandeis. I have these you know wonderful memories, and it'd be cool. 
always thought we should reenact those times. Instead of going to somebody's party, party at their house, you know, an adult party where you get some, you know, you know, wine and cheese and cocktails. Is, you want to go back to the basement of Chester Avenue, right? Yeah, when I met Elizabeth, that's yeah, what you want to you say. Just, you know, put, throw on the REM, crank up the music, pass out the whatever, and have a good time. You know. Well, it's funny. I mean, in, in, you know, as you have daughters that age, Dave, and as my eldest is approaching college age, I'm like, it was only four years. Like what? felt like forever and like what do we even accomplish in that time and you know it could kind of feel like in the moment it took forever but now it's like years just fly on so by so that's that we're old guys now so we can say that with some kind of authority but um you know so I, I know what it means to like just get lost in a moment and like hold on to these feelings and sights and i remember like vividly like things like playing golden eye all night and like camping out for socks tickets in the 99 playoffs and like getting really excited about that mm. and you know driving to Florida for spring break and going to Jackie Robinson night with my friend Jeff Silver, who I talked to you about, and all these great things. And going to Montreal on the whim and hopping in a car in 93 with somebody else. <laughs> so I told you that story once also, and that's all great, you know, but good things are still happening, so. I'm sorry, I was, was just waxing nostalgic. No, it was great, but it all no, came from, like, true. talking about Dazed and Confused somewhere. But, yeah, but uh, that's, it's, it's still a great movie. All right, all a lot, right, a lot, all a lot right. Of, a lot of pledge names came out of uh, Dazed and Confused, oh, I'm yeah. sure for you guys also. Give, I mean, give me a couple. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, how many Slaters did you have, and how many Obanians did you have in Sandy, Zero. Right? Pro- really? Zero. We had, we had, we we had. Oh, that's right. You actually know why? Because it was before. Ma- Mark, right. exactly. Mark the what, Worm Bornstein. No, right? when, I was, when I was at Brandeis, some of the Sandy kids did have, did have days of confusing things. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. I remember vividly. I think Slater was Rick Maletsky. He was a good kid. We had up. some good ones. We had Heat Miser. We had. Um, the Worm. We had Scoots. What were you? We had Scoots. I was, you won't tell. I will not. You will not I, tell. I, I was nothing because I was a founding father, oh, which is crazy. I was nothing. You, you, didn't, I was, have, you didn't have to do anything. I was just Gellomania. You just signed a form. You just signed nation. a form. Exactly right. Unbelievable. Where where, where was the first Sammy party? Uh, father. I mean, did you rent out like the uh, like the official like what, like we one of my happy hours or one of the like where'd just you a real actually, party? Like, where did you have your first? Was it a house? Was it a hall? We probably had our, for, our parties. They went. Well, we had a lot of parties like in the mods or. Um, or I'm, not talking about on camp- I'm talking about off campus. Hillcrest. 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 So Apie's first party I remember was Heaven and Hell. At oh my God! I was. At, I think I went to one of those parties. Yeah. So not as we, yours. As we had to remember that we had to memorize chapter history. That was that was the inception of Heaven uh, or Hell. Heaven and Hell party. Hillcrest. Heaven. Hillcrest. I think it may. It used to be there. There was a sign for it on yep. like Bear Hill Road. I'm not sure if it's still there. As many things on that, on that road have changed in Waltham, as you probably know. Yes, yes. But that's all right, man. Heaven and hell, baby. Sandy Florman, Dan Brecker. Sandy Florman, Be- Brecker, Bladis. Bring up name all, baby. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was the kid that memorized all that stuff. We should the, the, the some of my fellow pledges were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, yeah, "I want to be the best." People are like, "Yeah, I was, I was qualified." Yeah, I was in, a, I was in a fraternity. Stop it. At Brandeis. Stop it. <laughs> I went to homecoming. This is not at two guys. Brandeis. This is, listeners, so, what this was your homecoming like? It was like a soccer game where they bashed up an old car. <laughs> that is never what happened. It was Brandeis. That is never what happened, David. Unbelievable. What else is happening in Lexington, Massachusetts, or in Poland, Maine, or Conway, New Hampshire? Yeah, Jen and I went to Walmart on Sunday. Which one? In Oxford, Maine. That's where the casino is, right? It is. Don Casino. Is it across open. the street from the Walmart? <laughs> it's um, the it's no, it's actually the the Walmart is further down. Um, before the Oxford Plains Speedway, but after it's a the raceway too. Oh yeah, but after the actually how far the cas- is that from Auburn or from Poland? What the speedway? No, the Oxford. Uh, five miles. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's close. Um, Daisy has a spends a little time up in Norway. Norway. Yeah, we should. We, I want to try to meet somewhere in between. But yeah, so that we we went there and that was we were looking to get to do some shopping and I forgot, of course, about the. Six feet apart, waiting outside till you know people leaving. People, people. Oh, you had to wait outside Walmart, even which is actually good. You know, they were, we were so we had our masks on in line, and there's a big sign, you know, big signs outside outside saying, you know, per ordinance of the government, you must wear masks inside. We went inside. I would no say fifty percent of people were not wearing masks, oh, and I wasn't gonna say anything to anybody since they actually were sell. You there when the they sell was there? ammunition in Walmart. I didn't want to get were anybody you there when Trump was there. He was in Guilford. Were you there at the same time? I think Gilford. Was he in Maine with you? No, he was there before. Before. Um, 
Yeah, the mask place. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah go yeah. Trump. Throw out all their swaps because he was walking around in a mask. Stop it. Keep going. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Walmart. No, no that's Ammunition, no. masks. Masks. That was good. We got we got some stuff. And uh, there's a nice, a lot of Trump signage up there. Trump and Pence. A lot of, tr- a lot of Lock, signage. A lot of Confederate the, flags out there for oh, you? Some Confederate flags. Great, great honoring of Maine's history in the Civil War, right? It's great. <laughs> well, well done, everybody. Oh, that's... You start, you start <laughs> really fighting on. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> um, that, that, that's the wrong part of history. <laughs> I think they were fighting for the Union, but maybe my, maybe my history is wrong. Uh, union schmuck. Union. I heard that the casino's open. Can I cash these in can't now? Talk about it right now. I was going to go in and gamble and hold my breath while I pull this this lever. So what's what's the what's the the learning from the Walmart? Just the people weren't people weren't wearing masks. They were very nice, you know, and they were no, they're no masks, not not a lot of masks. Workers had masks on. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. It was actually well well done. But yeah, Walmart was good. I get. I, get I mean. Do you th- I mean I'm operating under the assumption, Dave, that we'll be wearing masks inside for a long time. Am I wrong? I don't know how you. How, I don't know when they're going to decide you can remove the mask. So just say. And I hate it. Just say it My goes down to zero. Up, it Unless it went down to zero, hot. can you remove a mask? And then when it comes back again, you have to wear a mask. So the question is, what's that window? And then there's the talk about immunity and herd immunity yeah. and vaccines. So I really think you have to wait until you have enough. Herd immunity, which involves vaccinations and and or antibodies, but we don't know what antibodies mean. And we, the vaccines are, are, are still a ways off. So, yeah, masks are around for a while. It's kind of depressing. I was reading somewhere because I was looking over the guidelines for the child care because yeah. I'm on I'm, I'm a consultant for various child cares. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that. No plug there <laughs> for myself. But you know that, that they that one has said you should help, the workers should wear masks that are see through so children can see your facial oh, read expressions. Your facial expressions. Yeah. Like that's what funny. what what material is see through that is not poor that is porous? But you know, saran wrap comes to mind. No. I'm trying to think, how's that going to work? Yeah, I'd have, I'd have, yeah, I'd have parent email me, saying we really want child X to come to kids, you know, come to your program, you know, we really want him to have social interactions with his peers, but he's not going to wear a mask. So, you said that's fine. Do you have any advice? I'm like, well, when we're outside, we're going to distance, and I won't have him wearing a mask during kickball or whatever. But like when he's inside, like it isn't going to be an option. No, my answer would have been, how long can your child hold their breath? <laughs> I, well, I wasn't in a to <laughs> so your child doesn't, doesn't actually exhale fomites yeah and again like you know just given the you know the recommendations around like square footage per children and if you can ensure that they're by themselves they can't wear them but what's the point of being in a program like you want to like socialize i just came up with a great idea yeah. but i can't share on the past on the on the past on the pod the pod because it, it could it, this, i have a great idea trademark infringement yes after the pod we're gonna we're gonna work on i this. thought i had a great one of those by the way or i didn't but i was i was downstairs on <laughs> my friend did no no this <laughs> <laughs> this is a great. I mean, it's, you're, you're gonna say it's a great name, but there's already a, tr- a children's book called this. I'm like, we were downstairs on Sunday or Saturday. I can't. What day was it? And uh, our dog, right? As you know, we have a dog, Dave. Um, we can go back to that in a second. You know, is 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 just destroying her, you know, chew toys. Yes. And chomping on the hamburger and eating the cord. And there's this little toy elephant that's like lying on the ground with like a tattered tail, and she's just paying it no heed. And my six-year-old goes, that's the irrelevant elephant. Like, nice. Get out. Like, what a great name. I'm Google. Like, oh, we should have a podcast called The Irrelevant or something. But there's already a children's book. Is and, it really? And there's an art oh. studio in Mount Kisco, New York called The Irrelevant Elephant. So there went my ticket to greatness. No, but you can make a children's book now. There's already a book. There's already a book. No. Already you, said, you just said that. So whoever came up with the idea, I forget your name. I looked at it last night. Nice job. with with. Did she know? Did she, did she know the book or she just came out with that? I think Oren may have said it, but uh. she was like rearticulated to me. Like, That's an amazing name. So now that toy is called the Irrelevant Elephant, which I think is hysterical. That's great. Our dog. How is Aspen? Aspen's Aspen. doing great. Aspen's doing fine. Aspen's doing so fine. So is Aspen trained to go outside yet? What do you mean? Like to go? Will he let you know when she 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 has to make a pee? I mean, it's pretty obvious. She was like attacking the attacking the door and the floor. Well, that's oh, good. That she knows. No, she knows. No, she's a great dog. She's coming along well. Because Jen trained our dogs to ring a bell with their nose when they needed to go out the door, and then that that transition to them just going to the door. Yeah. So I mean, I would say you know the training of that dog is going better than I anticipated. And my kids again because there's not much else to do. We're up and helping, and I'm like I can actually sleep a little bit later than usual, which is great. So who's training the dog? Uh, Elizabeth. Who's picking up the poo? Uh, everybody. Who's throwing the poo at the neighbor's lawn? 
you. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I think you are. I am uh, not. Dog's fine. And um, dog's still sleeping in the crate. Sleeping in the crate, and she goes in on her own at, at you know ten ten thirty, and she's in there till six thirty or seven, and we barely hear her, which is great. So that's craziness. Well, you know, we we keep our kids in line, our dogs too, right? <laughs> let's not let's not mix mix the two, three, <laughs> four, thing. five, no, she's, six. She's fine. And again, I mean, we only had her for six weeks. You guys can get one of those stickers for the back of your minivan no. with like no. kid, 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 no. kid, 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 no. dog, never, dog poo, Geller, never. I come after the dog poo. I mean, it just feels like. I mean, also, speaking, you know who else got a dog this week? Oh, yeah. You know who. Going, Trantamister. Trant, Trant's a little black lab. Like, I hey, saw that. Little Luna, who inspired you, right? Um, yeah, I mean, do- I mean everyone's got the Dan- Our friends at the Gandhi's got the a dog. The Gandhi's got right? a dog. That's Everyone, great. Yeah. The, our friends at Martin's are getting a dog, and uh, 5,000 other people also are getting It's kind of cool. Um, kind of cool. So, yay. Um, Does Bedford have like a dog? Pack no, place, oh, you want to talk about that? Because Lexington's talk got about a hot Willard's, issue. Willard's, Willard's, Willard's <laughs> poop woods. So I, I know about the kerfuffle around that leash. Oh, I love the kerfuffle. I love that. So that's if you're into the Bedford scene, like the 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 you, ad hoc you, dog. Speaking park of you, speaking of just, you know Kathy McDonald, right? From she was the first one who ever introduced me to the word. Kerfuffle. kerfuffle. I love that. Speaking of hat Shabbat is coming up, but like a little, like a little. Um, be, maybe it's a Yiddish word. I don't know. I have to look it up. But uh, no, the dog park in Bedford has been a hot potato. Of and there's an ad hoc committee, and then sites were evaluated. Nothing ever happened. Everyone was upset. So now there's a Facebook group called like the Virtual Dog Park of Bedford, where dog owners like gather. And my wife, you know, then belongs to that group and talks about dog stuff. Yep. Um, but they're definitely more for for. Wait, so where's it going to be? There's none. What's the would, what's would, a virtual dog park? It's just like a place to talk about dogs. Oh, so dogs can't. But actually the actual location. I mean, they scouted out seven different sites, and all of them were did not move forward. Um, I very famously did not approve the use of, or suggested that we not approve the use of land owned by the schools near the middle school for it because it would have required like where would they tearing be land? Down. Where would they be land in Bedford? So, I think it was like um, if you know when you're heading. Up past when the middle school, middle school is on your left, and the softball field and the track is on your right, and there's yeah. a stop sign. You go and the road bends down to the left. There's that wooded area right in front of you. Yeah, I think that's where they want to do it. I'm like, that's a terrible traffic intersection always, and like the school should not be giving away land in general. I feel like it's hmm. a matter of principle, especially because we're overcrowded. So that that did not move forward. Just let the dogs. We're looking poop. at spaces up by Springsburg Park and some other folk, other places. Springsburg Park is not opening. No, but like the the, the area is not in the area like in front though, like on w- the left. Will right. they reassess that? I don't think so. I think it's too late. Hmm. I think it's too late for that, which is unfortunate. Who runs? Is it Bedford Rec? Bedford Recreation. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so some towns are opening, you know, lakes and pools and ponds, but but uh, you know, Bedford is not, which is you know sad for the brow schools. But you know, David Trant, David Trant, like runs. He a, runs a pond or a pool in yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, in Lincoln. Yeah, he's active. like the king. He's the king. Trant, Trant is the king, right? Trant, Trant is Trant is not Trant. Trant is in the David Trant. Let's just say Trant, 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 Trant is a lot not unlike you. Hopefully, a little bit like me, like Brian Cutler. You know Brian. He's very Cutler-esque. Him and Cutler are like two peas in a in a pea pod, and Trant just gets the job done, right? He's that guy. He he's he's that guy, right? You you need if you need something done, you you are one of those guys. But he no is, no no would it be there? No, I'm not in the same. If you call ben, Trent ben right diagram. now and say Trent, bring your chainsaw. He'd be like there. Cutler right? and Cutler would fight him off. Why didn't you call me? They both no, Cutler being an ex Bedfordite, right? He's never left. Those two are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, for sure. But Trent's got a dog. So yay. Cutler's got a dog. A new one? No. No no. I got old Muzzy. What? He's got a dog named Muzzy. Muzzy and Chuzzy? Chuzzy <laughs> 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 together. What's Trans? Oh, Trans dog's name is Luna. Luna. Got it. All right, this pod is going off the rails. Well, man. I mean, that's what's supposed <laughs> to happen. Um, I don't know, man. So that, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> I don't have anything into well, an, another birthday You're going to come out to Maine with us a little bit? Sure. Let's make it happen. Awesome. Um, we should have you and the Trans. Two dogs. You're getting another small Lots house? Lots of masks. getting another small house up there? I know. <laughs> I'm actually I'm, I'm actually working on a shed, another shed. Unbelievable. Uh, that'd be fun. How about just you, me, and Trant? <laughs> just call it a day. The place wouldn't the place wouldn't survive. It'd be like it'd be like days. You know, it'd be like um, grown ups. Though <laughs> none of us went to school together. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about it. Skeeters are out. 
Uh, meanwhile, I saw that Triple E threat's going to be up again this year because it's oh. prime prime breeding grounds right now, uh, given the weather. And I was just thinking about that. How last year, you know, dawn dusk, right? Everybody was shut, going in, and how crazy that seemed, right? Everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, it's dusk, gotta go in." And now look where we are. Ridiculous. Dude. And then we're gonna have that to worry about. Ridiculous. All right, man. This is good. I think we got it. I am revved I up and ready to go. It. I say we just shut this off, turn it back on again, and do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find 8,000 different things. Uh, so uh, I want to say a few things. First of all, my daughter, Aisley, turns um, 11 on the 15th of June. If we can talk about her, that's a happy birthday, Asa. Well, wait, wait. Ho, hee, ho. Happy birthday to Asa. And Madison Geller turns. Madison Geller turns. Nine. Nine on the same day. Unbelievable. So they're turning 20 together. Incredible. What? I love 20? that. How, oh, she's 11. 11 plus I was adding, 20. Sorry. That was nice right. 20. And, uh, and then we'll see if we can ever get back in the studio with, uh, with our good friend Julie, who did drive by my house the other day and say hello. Did so, she really? Yeah. She's like, did she stop? Beep. She stopped. We pulled over. We talked from a distance. It was That's great. great. How is she? Uh, she's fine. How's she look? Julie. <laughs> looks like Julie Entry. <laughs> Julie Manuki. She's great. So as the mosquitoes descend in the dusk, it's great. Dave, it's good to see you again, of course, as always. Good luck with your week and yep. dizziness. And, um, uh, intro, outro. Uh, intro, outro. Thanks, Joy Freeman. Thanks, Lex Media. Like, subscribe, review. Be on the pod. Reach out to us. But more or less, be safe. Enjoy the pods. We'll talk again soon. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time. Mm-hmm.